SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You're listening to Opposite Picks with Scott Wetzel on SportsGrid Radio, Sirius XM Channel 204. Welcome to Opposite Picks on Sports Grid Radio right here on Sirius XM Channel 204 and your local radio affiliate all around the nation on this Tuesday, March 16th. I am Scott Wetzel sitting in for the next two glorious hours, taking your phone calls at 844-843-6879. Again, that's toll-free, 844-843-6879. You want to follow me on Twitter, send a tweet. It is at Opposite Picks. That's O-P-P-O-S-I-T-E, Picks, P-I-C-K. Yes, email me. Go to my website, oppositepicks.com. Hit the contact Scott icon and fire away emails, tweets, phone calls, little YouTube chat right here on an Opposite Picks Tuesday. What's up, LLs? Free agency hardly means free. That was an expensive dinner. What was your favorite play last night? Going from the pot to the frying pan in Washington, net gain in New York. What's worse than garbage? More garbage. Not a bad way to make 12 million bucks. Uh, don't fill out those NCAA brackets until you listen to to Mr. Vegas this morning, and of course, our opposite picks coming up in hour number two. We'll get to all those stories again, plus your phone calls, emails, and tweets right here on a Tuesday, uh, March 16th. Again, what's up, LLs? So hopefully your uh, morning is off to a, a great little commute, or if not quite in a car slash truck yet, uh, then we'll we'll, uh, we'll get you there, uh, hopefully on your way to a, a nice productive day at work today. Uh, a lot to get to today. We do have some uh, NCAA action uh, to go over. A couple of things, including some referees uh, being basically banned, which I don't quite understand, but uh, we got six refs that uh, were removed from Mark Nadis uh, because of the uh, COVID situation. We got all kind of facts and figures. Uh, listen, some of this stuff can be like minutia. It, it can. So I'm, I'm going to try and whittle down the things you do need to know versus the things you probably don't need to know. Uh, and I'll go over some of my still tentative brackets. Uh, don't hold me to these on who's going to make the final four and who's going to win it all. We'll do that. And a bunch of uh, spread the picks uh, as well in the first round. And then we got some NBA and we got some uh, NHL to get to. And NFL, the first day of free agency, not signing. I don't know why they do this. Well, I guess I do just because uh, they want free publicity for an extra day or two. I don't know why they just can't allow the NFL teams to actually sign these players. If they can negotiate with these players, if they can agree to contracts with these players, why why can't they just allow them to sign these players? It's kind of dopey to me, but you had a number of big games. Listen, nothing, names rather, nothing that's going to shake up the odds, I don't think with the boys at FanDuel or Vegas on which team is going to win or not win. Um, you know, maybe a little bit more respect for the New England Patriots. But other than that, you know, maybe you get a little clarification of what the Saints are going to do with their quarterback position. But I don't, I don't think anything unexpected yesterday occurred. But we'll get to it all for sure. Plus some phone calls, 844-843-6879, second hour. And uh, Dave Sherapan will join us as well. He's a new guy to the crew here at Sports Grid. You see him all the time on uh, in-game live. I work with him uh, the first hour on Friday nights, and he does uh, Monday through Friday uh, with Dane Martinez as well. So he'll join us for a little bit coming up as we go over some of the college basketball numbers. So busy, busy day. 
rare guest on Opposite Picks. How about that right here on a uh, Tuesday morning? So 844-843-6879 is your toll-free telephone number. And again, if we have a chance, to, I'll definitely try and get some phone calls squeezed in. Uh, probably hour number two before we do our Opposite Picks. This is Opposite Picks on a Tuesday morning. Here's truly Scott Wetzel sitting and taking you right up until 7 a.m. Eastern time, as we always do. I tell you what, if you didn't make money yesterday playing with the boys in Vegas, then you don't play favorites, which is, you know, okay. But if you played favorites last night, well, yeah, I don't know how you didn't make any money. First up in the NBA, favorites last night, 8-0 and straight up. Every single one of them won their games last night. You don't see that happen since, you know, most people, not all, but most prefer to play favorites when it comes to uh, the boys in Vegas, right? Favorites in the over is, you know, the, the general combination that you play. Well, last night in the NBA, they all won. Uh, Milwaukee beat Washington. Charlotte rallied to beat Sacramento. It was Brooklyn over the Knicks. Uh, San Antonio beats Detroit on the road. Denver over Indiana easily. Clippers win in Dallas. Uh, Phoenix blew out Memphis and the Lakers embarrassed Golden State. So all the favorites, they all won. And they all covered except one. The only one that didn't cover last night was uh, which was, uh, Brooklyn. Uh, and they were leading by double digits. That was a tough, wasn't necessarily a bad beat, but you know, you, you were leading by double digits in the third quarter and the fourth quarter before the Knicks made a run and actually had a chance to tie the game. But Julius Randle got the ball kind of slapped out of his hand as he went up for a jump shot down three in the closing seconds. And he didn't let go of the ball, so they called it an up and down. He didn't like it. He was pissed off, you know, uh, threw some chairs as he was walking off the court. I, I don't know what he was pissed off about. I don't know what he thought happened, but it was a good call. He went up and he went down. And he started dribbling again. I mean, that's an up and down. So he never lost possession of the ball. So uh, the Knicks did cover, but they uh, the eight and a half, but they did not win. So eight and oh, straight up, seven and one against the spread. Not bad. And even your over-unders, which is a you know a great combination. You had all but uh, a couple of unders uh, or all but a couple of overs hit. NHL, same thing. You know, if, if you played the favorites, it was a beautiful thing last night. Uh, Over-under was 3-4-1 actually in the, in the uh, NBA. But uh, NHL 7-2, and two, your favorites were. Now, one of those losses was, you know, Tampa Bay, which was laying three to one, but seven and two straight up the favorites, four, four and one against the spread. Not bad. Seven and two in one case, eight and oh in the other for the favorites. If you paid money lines, you did well. Dave Sherapan, he sets the lines, or at least used to, with the boys in Vegas. He will join us next right here on Opposite Fix on this Tuesday morning, Sirius XM Channel 204, Sports Grid Radio. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You're listening to Opposite Picks with Scott Wetzel on Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM Channel 204.
It is an opposite picks Tuesday morning. Yours truly sitting in, taking you right up until 7 a.m. Eastern time, as we always do, Monday through Friday. And again, on Sunday from 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. Eastern time. A little bit of a break as far as our Sunday mornings uh, are concerned. A busy day in the NBA before we get to the college basketball stuff. As I mentioned before the break there, uh, all the favorites won last night. You don't see that very often. You really don't. Now, 7-1 uh, and one against the spread. There were some strange lines last night. Um, yeah, I, I just, you know, you just scratch your head sometimes and you wonder, you know, Charlotte three and a half. We had uh, Charlotte in our opposite picks yesterday. They were trailing, I, I must say. But you know what? Uh, Charlotte won. If you were on Charlotte, you could credit me. Yeah, oh yeah. I, I, I allowed, I, I put uh, Charlotte in as the winner last night for you guys. How did I do that? Because when I was grading out the opposite picks, I normally do that in the morning, right? Because some of these are late scores, and I'm not staying up until 2 o'clock in the morning, obviously having to get up at 4 o'clock in the morning. So um, I generally grade these things out in the morning before the show. Last night, I, I just wanted to get a heads up on things. I was up a little late, and I said, all right, you know what, let me start doing this now. And Charlotte was down double digits, third quarter. And I said, you know what, let me put the reverse whammy because uh, I had a couple shekels on Charlotte myself. So I said, you know what, let me put this down as a loser, all right? So I put it down as a loser, and whenever, it is amazing. My, my daughter who watches the football games with me, uh, my son and daughters for that matter, um, you know, whenever there's like a last-second field goal on the line, they tell me, don't write down loser, Daddy, because sometimes I'll put the score in. I said, no, we want them to miss the field goal. I'm going to put down on my score sheet that they hit it. And they're like, no, no, no. Even they know the power of yours truly. Whenever I put something down in writing, when I put that down as a winner, it's a loser. If I put it down as a loser before the game ends, it will be a winner. So last night, if you're on Charlotte laying three and a half against Sacramento, why were they only a three and a half point favorite? I, I don't, you know, we've seen some strange lines. Uh, we really have, uh, uh, you know, since the All-Star break return, whether it's Indiana last night, uh, whether it's Charlotte as well. So 844-843-6879. Again, if you played the favorites, then uh, you should have had yourself uh, a decent little day uh, yesterday. So we'll get back to the NBA and NHL. we got some NFL notes to get to as well. But first up, a rare, rare guest. We don't get this too often. Not many folks are willing to get up at 5 o'clock in the morning for us. Shame on them. But uh, our good buddy who joins me on uh, In Game Live on Friday nights, or actually I joined them, to tell you the truth, since Dave does it every uh, Monday through Friday from uh, 8 to 9 p.m. Eastern time, and then or from 9 to 10, I guess it would be, uh, Eastern time, and then uh, uh, that's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday with uh, with Dave Martinez, and yours truly with me on Friday as well, and that's our good buddy Dave Sherapad, former lines maker uh, with the boys in Vegas. What's up, Dave? How are you this, Dave, morning, how are you this morning, bud? Oh, man, what's up? It's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's good to are be you- here. I don't even is know it? what time it is. Well, yeah, I don't even know what time it is. Like, seriously, we, we turned the clocks ahead. That's yeah. a whole other discussion. And yeah, then it's March Madness. It's the week of, of, of the, you know, the first week of the tournament, which is awesome. And it's kind of the middle of the night here. I'm looking at screens. I'm looking at lines. And, you know, I forgot to change the thing on the what channel i call in on thank goodness that chris texts me because i was i was like all right yeah i'm up i'm up let's go let's talk so yeah man i'm uh, it's good to be here 
Yeah, well, I appreciate it. I do. I, I got the text from you yesterday and then the, the tweet saying that you were up, and I was surprised when I, I saw a little bit later on. I was like, wow, okay, Dave's going to be up at 5 o'clock. Let's bring this guy on. All right, sold, you know. So <laughs> give give me your thoughts, Dave, uh, as a former lines maker with the boys in Vegas. Uh, anything jump out? I know you said you were working on some of the numbers yesterday, but just give me your overall assessment of what the committee did. We'll start there and, and, and go from there. Wow, this thing is uh... – it's become a science, right? Like how you get a bid and how you get the teams in. And I mean, it's it's amazing the job they do. Um, overall, I thought it's, it's it's. I mean, they got it right for the most part. Um, the first thought is like Thursday. You know, everything's different, right? It's it's Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Which again, I'll probably mess up because it's always been Thursday through Sunday. Yeah. But the play-in games. That's the first thing that hit me because that's the first thing I looked at. It's four games. The lines are three, one and a half, one and two. You tell me where there's an edge there. I don't yeah. know. Like I was like, wow. Um, we saw that, and, and I thought, okay, good, good job. And then as you go down the list, there's definitely games that you go, wow. I, either I'm missing something, or somebody knows something, but like. Wisconsin, North Carolina. What? Explain that one to me. You were talking about strange lines before I came on in the NBA. You see it every day, but like Wisconsin, you know, Big Ten basketball is the best conference probably. I mean, they got the most teams in for for a reason. The lines one, one and a half. Um, shouldn't that be more? So again, you know, there's there's individual games like that, and I'm up. So, I mean, we can talk. We can do another, you know, we can do the next segment, too. I'm, I'm going to be here. So, any right. games you see and you want to look at, you let me know. But, like, overall, I can't wait for this thing to get started on Friday. I know. It's, it's really it's amazing. The anticipation. <laughs> it's like Christmas Day as a kid. The one thing I don't get, David, I don't, I'll put you on the spot here. If you don't know that, that's okay. And that is with, with these play-in games. You know, and I was watching, I think it was the CBS broadcast. I'm not positive. It may have been the four-letter network, but I think it was CBS. And they asked um, Barnhart, the committee, about the play-in game between Michigan State and UCLA, which is a pretty good game. You didn't expect Michigan State, especially, I guess, not to be in one of those play-in games. And he kind of let the cat out of the bag by saying, yeah, what a great way to start the NCAA tournament. And then he kind of chuckled and, like, caught himself thinking, oh, but th- but that's not why we did it, though. That That's just how it played out. I'm like, oh, okay, sure. You, you, you gave your true intentions there. But according to their seeds, Michigan State is seeded 43rd, UCLA 44, Wichita State 45, and Drake 48. I don't know if you know the answer to this, and that's okay. Again, if you don't, but why would Michigan State at 43 be playing 44 UCLA? Wouldn't they be playing 48 Drake? Uh, or do they not seed, if you will, the you know, play-in games? I'm going to go on a limb. And say, I don't think there's an actual answer, but who's not going to watch UCLA and Michigan right. State? Like, like, let's call it for what it is. Probably <laughs> they're like, let's put these two schools together with all the history and everything else. And we'll make that the last game of the day, which will just tie up the ratings. And yeah, I, I don't think there's anything other than that in play here. Um, I don't know even how much though, like from the line standpoint, obviously it would be a little bit different. Um, if it was Drake and Michigan state, 
and UCLA and Wichita State. I'd argue, like, how's UCLA in at that at, at that spot? Yeah. Like that that's the team that when I saw it and saw them playing Michigan State, I'm like, wow, okay. Um this is not uh, you know, lifetime achievement award. This is not like I it just it, there's teams obviously that you think should maybe get in. There's teams that you kind of wonder how they got in. And I'm looking at UCLA going, okay, they may be the latter. Like, um, I, I I don't know. Yeah, I can't. I really. I, I'm a big conspiracy guy, as you'll you'll learn uh, working more with me on Friday <laughs> nights. <laughs> I just can't help but think without Duke, without Kentucky, without Louisville. They said, you know what, we got to bend over backwards. We got to kept get a couple of these teams, whether it's Michigan State, whether it's UCLA. We, we just have to get a couple of these teams in here uh, with, with some notoriety. So, uh, how about Drake, Wichita State? We'll go elsewhere. We got about a minute here before our first break. Uh, basically, pick them. You said at Wichita State laying one against Drake with Fanduel. Any thoughts on that game? Uh, Drake was a monster all season, right? Like, I mean, they yeah. covered a lot of games. Uh, they won a lot of games. 25 wins on the season is, is, is not messing around. And they're dogs. This is one of the games where I would be in the book all day typing bets on Wichita State. Or, I mean, on Drake. And they would be going, all right, this, how are they a dog? And then you go and look up and Wichita State wins by, wins by 10. So that's yeah. a scary one if you like Drake. Hold the line, Dave. We'll get back to you right after this break. Sports Grid Radio here on Sirius XM. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Picks on this Tuesday morning, 25 minutes past the hour. Yours truly, Scott Wetzel, taking you right up until 7 a.m. Eastern time. Dave Sherapan, former lines maker out at the, the Boys in Vegas, joining us here for a couple of minutes. So you see him all the time on In Game Live uh, Monday through Friday, including with me on Friday nights with Dane Martinez. Uh, Dave, uh, for the uh, play in games that we have here, the first in or the first four, I, they, they change their signature every single year. I, I guess it's first four now. Um, which one? I, I thought it was going to be Michigan State, and I still think that. But uh, forget about who's going to win or lose, per se. But just from your side of the thing, which one do you think is going to get the most money? And I'll bet on it. A team-wide. Michigan State, UCLA. Which line do you think is going to move the most Come uh, uh, from now until Thursday? I think it's going to be uh, Drake. I, I, I think really? you'll okay. see. Yeah. I, I Between that and this Mount St. Mary's Texas Southern game, like you might see the other team be favored by the time the game tips um, on Thursday, whichever respective game. I Michigan State's going to move. It's only going to go up. Um, but I think it won't get past like three. Once someone gets to three, you know, what I like to refer to as the bag guys, the bag guys come in with a bag of money and they bet the other side. <laughs> they're going to they're, right. they're looking to bet UCLA um, plus the three, most likely, just from what I hear. But um, the games, the, uh, like I said, they're just competitive lines. It's going to be fun. And I mean, as far as the game with the most handle, it's going to be UCLA, Michigan State, because it's the last game. Um, on Thursday, and it's the two biggest names of all the teams on Thursday. So 
that'll be the one that attracts the most action. I don't even think it'll be close by the time we get to it. That's the game that, like, you'll be in the book and going, okay, that's the game everybody's either catching up or trying to double up or, you know, do whatever they have to do, but it's the last game it'll get the most handle. Give me a sense of uh, how much handle these games get compared to, you know, Super Bowl, which obviously would get the most, I imagine. You know, World Series game, NBA Finals. Where where do NCAA games kind of fit in the pecking order of that? This is um, – the four days is bigger than the Super Bowl. Um, it's just – Wow, it's, really? It's, yeah, it's – yeah. When you combine the four days uh, – and now five because, you know, right. you have the play-in days – yeah, it's gigantic, and it's um, it's just it's electric, and the atmosphere in the book is fun, and you have so many different bets, and like you know, with the proliferation of of gambling, sports gambling now, you know, in legal markets throughout the United States, and companies backing and running the sports books um, that have like that fantasy background. I mean, like the prop bets. I mean, it used to be fun to kind of do the first to fifteen bet, or you know which team will have more three-pointers or something. Like, there was a couple things that we kind of started, you know, I mean, I've been in the gig now over 20 years in books, so, like, it was always fun to start doing that and see what got handled. Now, now the profits are gigantic. <laughs> so I don't even know, like, I mean, the profits for the Super Bowl overtake the handle. It's 50-50 as far as, like, handle on the game versus handle on the profits. We're not at that level yet, but it's not just a little thing anymore. Um, the prop bets on the on the tournament stuff is huge, and you know it just only adds to the whole experience. And for some people, they don't want to you know pick um, Norfolk State or App State in the game, but they'll pick them who's going to score fifteen points first, and right. that's a different <laughs> type of bet. And it's way and it's way more fun and has an instantaneous result. Well, not instantaneous, but a lot quicker than waiting out the whole game. So, uh, I give the books credit. Like that, you know, they they've taken it to a different level, and it's fun. But uh, it's it's definitely huge. And without having it last year, Scott, I mean, yeah, this right. is this is just it's bigger than it's been in a couple years now. It's going to be great. What did we do when it seemed like uh, Villanova and uh, Kansas and, and Virginia for different reasons? Villanova, Dave, six-and-a-half-point favorite over Winthrop, but they got backcourt health issues, obviously. And then Kansas and Virginia, both favorites. You know, Kansas ten-and-a-half over Eastern Washington uh, and Virginia as well uh, by, over Ohio. Well, you don't know who they're going to have available. I, I mean, we don't even know until really later on today if those teams are going to be able to play. I imagine they will, but with those COVID issues, uh, give me your assessment of those three teams slash games um so villanova i I gotta be honest i don't even know what to do with the whole big east like georgetown won the big east tournament like that i mean so start with villanova i i have no idea and and you see the line six and a half pretty much standard everywhere um i don't think there's going to be too many people looking to bet villanova like i think this line is is what I like to say, the line is right. You see the number, and you kind of go, I don't know what to do with it. Well, that means the line's good. So uh, I think it's going to come down, though. I think you're going to see people go, oh, Winthrop's a live dog. Villanova's beat up. They don't have their best player. Um, they're obviously lost their last couple games. 
So I think that'll be a fade, like the you know from the from the general majority. I, I I think that will be the side that you'll see where you know you see the percentages and you'll see the bigger percentage of bets on Winthrop um, in that game. I don't know. Again, like so, Virginia's is, is so hard because they're such a good team and like. You know, they have a little bit of history. They're playing Ohio University. They're seven and a half or seven point favorites. Yeah. Like, that's it? What am I missing there? Like, right. that should I be know. higher, you know? And and so, again, you got to wait until it gets a little closer to Saturday, maybe before you do anything, which, again, I think that's what you'll see with these, with these games that you singled out because you don't know if you're playing or not for sure. You think they are. But you certainly don't want to make a bet and then – have to get a refund or, 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 you know, get a different team in there. Whomever, thank goodness for you telling me that on Friday, I actually understand <laughs> the procedure of what's going to happen if one of these teams can't play. But I'm hoping someone asked me today on the grid, or now it's it's still Monday in my head, but it's, it's Tuesday. Uh, I don't, I forget if it was Dane, but do you think there will be a team that will not be allowed to play, you know, or will have a positive test? Right. And, I said the odds. I would make the line no, um, but it wouldn't be it wouldn't be very high. I, w- I think it's wishful thinking no minus one twenty five, um, because yeah, it could happen, and man, that's going to mess things up if it does. Yeah, I, I think the biggest challenge will be between the second round and third round, the Sweet Sixteen. The mm. second round, <clears throat> excuse me, is, is Sunday and Monday. And then the Sweet Six. This is the only thing I'm a little surprised with, Dave. I, I thought they would have crunched the tournament a little bit closer together. The second uh, round ends, you know, uh, Monday, and then the Sweet Sixteen is until the following Saturday. That uh, you know, and if you play Sunday, that that means you're going Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. You're going five days in between games. That's when I think you know kids are going to get a little antsy. They're going to want to you know spread their toes and walk around and do all the mm. things that they want to do for five days. Um, that stretch there is, I, I think, is the biggest stretch that they have to be concerned about. I think you're right, and I did not even realize that again because, like, when I look at it, like all of us, we used to look at it through the eyes of the bracket, right? Well, now it's literally looking at it from day to day, and this is the way I've looked at it now in the book for years. Like, I don't look at the bracket. I just look at the next matchup. And now you don't have travel. You don't have different, um, you know, picking up and moving to another city each time. And I don't know how that's going to factor into the lines and, and, and making numbers because, it, you know, for the first time last year ever, the NBA was in a bubble. And the lines were the same almost every day yeah. in the playoffs or the matchups. Like, well, wait a second. Are you guys watching the game? And I was defending them to going back and forth. And that's part of being, you know, in the risk room and making numbers as an odds maker and all that stuff is is having the d- discussions and arguments that would be like, hey, are you guys watching the games? Like, this team is better. They're going to win. Well, yeah, but nothing's changed. You would hear from the old school guy. It's the same line. Well, this obviously is going to be way different. And, you know, from from round to round um, of this thing is going to be really interesting to see the volatility in the numbers. 
No, uh, Dave Sherpam, former lines maker in uh, Las Vegas, joining us here. I think most people, Dave, I mentioned before you came on the air, you know, they, they tend to bet favorites and, and overs. Is the mm-hmm. NCAA tournament, though, the one sport and gambling event where people tend to go the other way? We all love to be able to pick that upset. Is there an inclination <laughs> to actually bet on the underdog for this tournament? Absolutely. And, but the underdog isn't um, always the, the the higher numbered seed. Like you got to right. get rid of that perception, you know. But oh, the twelve seed. I don't know if you've heard, Scott, but the the twelve seed beats the five seed every year. There's always one, if not two, and they bet them. And it's way more fun to pick that dog and be right. And people love to do yep. it in the NCAA, <laughs> yeah. and it usually burns them because. This is such a blue blood event, and it really uh, separates. I mean, once you get to the final four, there's upsets along the way, and that's what everybody remembers, and the stories are great. Um, And I think the gap has closed between the top and the bottom. I mean, there's 14 seeds that win. There never was a 16 seed that won, and Virginia lost a couple years ago, you know, as as a one seed. So it can happen. But make sure you're getting the best number because because this time of year, these games and these numbers are the best information that bookmakers and linesmakers have had all season. It's sharp. It's a tough market to beat. Dave, great job. He is the best as well. Dave Sherpet. Listen to him. Hear him all the time. Watch him on in-game live Monday through Friday right here on Sportsman. Dave, appreciate it, man. Hopefully we'll get a chance to do it again down the line. Absolutely. I'm going back to bed. See you, boys. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Work. Uh, no, no, I don't do that. I'm, I'm not Kobe. You know, I just try to make the right play, make the right decision. You know, I see the clock. I just try to be a basketball player. You know, I don't... You know, look at the clock and say, oh, now we're up two or we're down two. Let me take care of the game. No, I just make the right decision at the right moment. You know, sometimes it's going to be score, sometimes it's going to be pass. You know, I'm not, you know, I'm not Bradley Beal. You know, I'm a basketball player. You're listening to Opposite Picks with Scott Wetzel on Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM Channel 204. Whoa! You know, <laughs> What was that all about? Uh, that was the Greek freak who's really not Greek after last night's 133-132 win over the Bradley Beal-led Washington Wizards. Um, I didn't know or I don't know of any bad blood between those two. Not that I covered the Bucks or Wizards extensively. Uh, you know, like the average uh, Joe Schmo, but for him to take a shot at Beal, that, that's, wow. Um, I don't know where that came from. Beal, terrific game last night. You know, 37 points, uh, 13 of 19 shooting. Not like he hoisted 40 shots, so I'm not sure why, uh, you know, the Greek freak would, would uh, rip him per se, but uh, he did. No, no, no two ways about it. Maybe he'll come back to me and say, I'm, I'm sorry to mean that, but I mean, that was a clear dig. At Bradley, well, listen, that Washington Wizards team, right? Listen, you score 122 points, and not only don't you win, you lose by double digits. That That is all you really need to say. And maybe, if anything else, that just shows you the thinking of the average NBA player. Not that uh, John is average, but you know what I mean. Uh, on that Wizards team. 
that they're putting up phony numbers. That that's in essence what they're saying. You know, they don't play any defense. They don't care. They don't care about winning. We care about winning. We care about rebounding. We care about you know guarding people and this, that, and what have you. And our numbers are real. And he's, what he's saying is the Wizards' numbers, Bradley Beal's numbers, are not real. You know, and I don't doubt that. You know, I think most people believe that when you watch Washington play. I, I mean, again, you score 122 points last night, and not only don't you win, uh, you don't even come close. You don't even cover the spread. You lose by 11 points. I mean, 133 points in regulation. In regulation. The Bucks scored 32, 37, 36, and 28 in a blowout situation when they were up 16 in the fourth quarter. I mean, it's just the lack of defense on Washington is just mind-boggling. It really is. But uh, the, the Greek freak there throwing some uh, jabs around. You know, for a guy who's never won a big game in his life, he's a little chirpy, a little chippy, uh, we'll say, uh, uh, this year for some particular reason. Thanks again uh, to Dave Sherpan for joining us. I should tell you, you want to follow him on Twitter. He's a great uh, Twitter feed uh, and follower at Sportsbook Consig. He's Sports Consigliere. That is uh, Sports, S-P-O-R-T-S-B-K, C-O-N-S-I-G. So uh, his handle is Sportsbook Consigliere. And then the, the Twitter feed is at Sports BK Consig. C-O-N-S-I-G. He also has a podcast, at uh, Cash Consid Show. So if you want to uh, take part, listen to his uh, gambling podcast. Lots of good stuff there. So hopefully we'll have him on uh, throughout the NCAA tournament if he doesn't mind staying up this early. I think we, we threw him for a little shock there <laughs> at 5 o'clock. But he was up yesterday. He said, you want me to come on today? Good guy. Very, you know. And I said, yeah, sure. You want to come on? Why not? You know, so he's got, he does have some great insights because uh, he's a guy that, uh, you know, sets some of the lines. That's why I didn't want to necessarily get into the games per se. I'll do that for you. Just kind of the angles, uh, and I think he said it right, and, and he would know more than I as far as people. NCAA tournament is the one where the underdogs get most of the play, and he said it exactly. Uh, I think there's a special thrill out of picking an underdog. Like, you could go 1-8 and eight in the first round, in the first half of the first day, and be all proud because you, your one underdog was the winner, and because you were able to pick, uh, you know, Ohio beating Virginia. You know, you may have lost all the other plays, but that's all right. I had that one underdog, boy. I'm going to brag about that. You know, that's going to be one of our new rules that we have added on to the list that we'll get to hour number two here. Our NCAA bracket rules. You know, people just love picking underdogs. Doesn't matter hook crook. Doesn't matter if your bracket gets blown up. Doesn't matter if you lose all your final four teams in the first weekend. Doesn't matter. I picked Ohio over. Virginia. You know, I I, I predicted uh, Oregon State to beat Tennessee. I'm a genius. You're not. I know you went 13 and one. I went one and 12, but that's okay. You know, uh, I picked that one. There is a special thrill. So because of that, I think these lines are a little, you know, skewed towards the underdog for a rare, 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 rare time. You know, again, uh, all the other sports that I can even think of, all the numbers are skewed towards the favorites because people gen- tend to bet favorites. But NCAA, no. Now, big money, Maybe, but you know, you'd be surprised how much the little money moves the lines as much as that big money. You know, the little money it adds up. You know, I I can't tell you how many guys have told me uh, with my picks and stuff. Well, Scott, I only bet like you know fifteen, twenty five, fifty dollars. And I always tell them, I said, listen, that's what everybody bets. But people aren't betting hundreds, you know, unless you're Gabe. You know, but people aren't betting hundreds of dollars on every single game unless you're really loaded. Most people are betting 15, 25, 30 bucks, 50 bucks, you know, maybe $100 if you like a game a lot. But that's the norm. And that norm 
is really what carries, um, you know, the gambling and the lines and stuff. You know, you get a thousand betters that bet twenty five bucks a game. It adds up, adds up pretty quickly. So you'd be surprised. Don't minimize what you uh, what you play. But you know, this is the one where the underdog gets uh, most of the bets. I have uh, I, I made a list of some trends here that, and, and we'll go over some rules on gambling with the brackets and what to do and what not to do. And, and he mentioned it, the 12 and the 15s. I got all that stuff laid out for you. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll take a minute uh, next hour. We'll, we'll break it all down. Let's let me just go through some things uh, that happened last night in this first hour. And then hour number two, we'll get into the NCAA, not only like the, the typical 12 versus five and that type of thing, but also against the spread numbers, of the first round games. I have that pretty even, but there are a few that do stand out as far as like, wow, okay, you better bet on this team or you better not bet on this team because the number five or the number four, or the number two or the number one don't cover the spread that often in the first round. So we'll do all that in hour number two. NBA though, last night, as I mentioned there before we brought Dave on, very strange some of the lines um, that the NBA offered up yesterday. Uh, and really since the All-Star break, I don't know what's going on with Indiana. I told you that with the opposite picks. They got blown out last night. The Nuggets were a four-and-a-half-point home favorite. I, I don't get that at all. I mean, Denver is one of the best home teams. Now, this year, not really, but traditionally they are. They're a good team anyway, you know, 23-16. and 16, uh, Only 10-8 and eight at home this year. But still, you know, 23-16. and 16, Go to the Western Conference Finals last year. Indiana stinks. You know, they lost six of their last eight going back before the All-Star break. They did beat Phoenix, I will tell you that, and they did play the Lakers tough. Uh, I'll tell you that the first game back from the All-Star break. But for them to only be a four-and-a-half-point road dog against the Lakers, uh, and then a modest seven-pointer against the Sun, that's not too, too bad. And then only a four-point, four-and-a-half-point underdog last night to Denver. Boy, it just didn't make any sense. And yet they get blown out, you know, 121-106 as the Nuggets took control. They outscored the Pacers 34-15 in the fourth quarter. So it was a close game. But, you know, why were they only, you know, a a four-and-a-half-point home favorite, Denver? Don't get that at all. Uh, Not not at all. Uh, San Antonio was only a a point-and-a-half road favorite over the Pistons. The Pistons are brutal. I mean, the Pistons just suck. You know, they either have players that aren't playing or, or they're trading away players or they have traded away players in Blake Griffin. They're 10 and 29. The Spurs are, you know, not great, but they're 20 and 16. I mean, playing in the Western Conference, and they were basically pick them at, at Detroit because why? The Pistons were at home with, with three people in the stands, and the Spurs do win 109 99. Uh, you know, the Hornets, why were the Hornets only a three and a half point home favorite over Sacramento? Sacramento's got six wins on the road all year. Six fewest in the NBA, as we told you with our opposite picks yesterday. They're awful. <laughs> They're brutal. The head coach is about to be fired. Charlotte had won three in a row, now four in a row. They're playing decent basketball. Uh, they're trying to make a playoff run uh, for the first time in, in Zeons of years, uh, with, with the Michael Jordan there with the Hornets and you know, I know they're flying under the radar a little bit, but they're they're better than the Kings, who are brutal, and they do win. You know, they had the rally, uh, and, and the, you know, a couple of oh by the way fouls late pushed it to a six point spread, one twenty two, one sixteen. But that's okay, we'll take it. They covered. 
You know, it was a rare night where you got some strange lines in the NBA, and yet you were able to take advantage of that if you went ahead and played it. Lakers blew out the Warriors 128 to 97. This Warriors team, Steph Curry 27. I, I feel bad for him. LeBron with 22, 10, and, and 11. He had a triple double last night. Uh, second straight blowout win for uh, the Lakers over the Warriors. Remember, they beat them by 26. See, this is one of those games, especially with Curry back, that LeBron. I know the Warriors aren't the Warriors from a couple of years ago. Uh, and I know LeBron was on the Cavaliers at the time. But I think there's a special something to play in Golden State for LeBron. He gets up for these games. He remembers those wars, uh, those NBA finals and, and everything else, being embarrassed by Golden State the one year with Durant. Um, I, I think he gets up for these games. And because of that, they're a good play against Golden State. That line went from pick them in the morning when we did our opposite picks I saw it go up to two and a half, and then it came back to one and a half. But th this was a no-brainer as they end up winning by 31, 128 to 97. Whoever would have thought a team with Steph Curry and Draymond Green, to a lesser extent, could lose a game at home by 31 points. Wow. You know, that really goes to tell you to show you the difference of being a winning NBA player and just a Washington Wizard. You know, they bring on Andrew Wiggins. They bring in Kelly Oubre Jr., both good players. Um, you know, both. Uh, forget about Weissman. You know, you, you can't hold it against him. But those other two guys, you know, have been able to score in their short NBA careers, and they've continued to score this year, but they don't win games. They don't win games. I mean, you, you, you can't bet Golden State. You know, Wiggins' line score last night's going to look pretty good. 15 points. Five of nine shooting, three of four from three-point land. Wow. Kelly Oubre, 12 points, you know, five of nine shooting, uh, only one of four from three-point land, but not horrible. You know, uh, you know, many guys have made millions and millions of dollars averaging 12 or 15 points a game, but are they playing winning basketball? No. You'll get your points in the NBA in 2021. You have to play some defense. You have to play winning basketball. And that team does not have winning basketball players. They just don't. They have typical NBA players that will survive and collect a paycheck for the next 10 years. But they are not winning players. They aren't. Nice win by the Clippers last night by 10 over Dallas. 109-99. Kawhi with 22. Luka had 25-10 and uh, 16. So he had a monster triple-double, but not enough. That Dallas team continues to flounder. It's amazing. They should be a lot better than what they are. Phoenix rallied, uh, and I say rallied in that they rebounded, actually. Beat up on Memphis, 122-99. I thought that line was a little low at 7, 7.5. The, the Suns weren't going to lose back. That's the mark of a good team. They, you know, they, they got embarrassed by Indiana last time out. You know, Maybe they're coming back to the pack a little bit, and next very next game, Gets a mediocre team like Memphis, and uh, not only don't they win, but they win big. That's the mark. You're going to have your slip-ups. The mark of a good team is how they rebound, and that Phoenix team rebounded. Second best against the spread record in the NBA. You got to keep playing them. Keep, keep playing them. All right, 844-843-6879. We'll take a break. We got NBA trends. We'll look at our trends played from yesterday from the NBA and NHL. And then some trends for today's games. All that's coming up. Opposite picks on a Tuesday morning right here. Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 204.
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Morning, Sports Grid Radio, closing out hour number one of our two-hour extravaganza, as we always do, taking you right up until 7 a.m. Eastern time. Poll question time. Uh, I do like this one. It's a, it's a prop bet that I've seen uh, the last few years, and that is, what will the sum of all the college basketball Final Four teams be, seeding-wise? Um, so if you have all four number one seeds, you know, it would be four. Then uh, you throw two in there, then it would be five. You throw a six or a seven in there, then it goes up from there. So what do you think the sum will be of all the seeds that make the final four? Four or five getting uh, early on. I just posted a little while ago, a little late with this today. Uh, four or five getting 27% of the vote. Uh, six to eight getting 50% of the vote. Nine to 11 getting 18%. And then 12 plus getting four and a half percent of the vote. Go to your opposite picks uh, Twitter feed, uh, get your vote in, and we'll update that a couple times next hour. They normally have a, a bet on that. I'm not sure what FanDuel will have uh, as far as some of the props. They have posted some props, and we'll take a look at those hour number two. They have gotten some out. They're, they're trickling them out you know, slowly, but surely, hopefully, they'll have a, a lot more. They do have some, like I said, but I would venture to get... Now, most, it, it kind of falls between six and eight, believe it or not. Uh, you'd, you'd be surprised. You know, between six, we'll say six and 11, doesn't happen too often over 12. You'd be surprised. You have upsets in these tournaments, but you don't have really upsets. At, you know, with the exception, you got Loyola of Maryland uh, or uh, Chicago, rather, a couple of years ago. Uh, but for the most part, it's one, two, three, maybe four seeds getting to the final four. You're, and you really, you don't have any upsets winning the whole darn thing. Getting there, yes, winning the whole thing just doesn't really happen. Um, so be careful when you do your voting on stuff like that and betting on things like that. But that's one of many that we'll uh, we'll take a look at throughout the week. We got our updated bracket rules. We got trends, NBA, NHL for later on tonight. Our shots on goal, our boy Brian Rust in action last night. We'll update that. And, uh, of course, opposite picks, hour number two as well. So a lot to get. The one hour in the books, one to go. Scott Wetzel taking you right up until 7 a.m. Eastern time. Sports Good Radio, Series 6 Two or four.